Welcome to the ShrinkThink Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash awesome. Just kidding. (laughs) Forward slash podcast. We've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Disclaimer and newsflash, we are not your therapist. Welcome to the game. We are just educating you and that is it. Do not take what we're saying as a life-changing situation. Please just enjoy the program, sit back, relax, and thank you for being here. I'm Kim Tolson. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the Traveling Therapist Podcast, which is part of the SciCraft network of podcasts. I am so proud to be part of this network, along with Aaron and Nathan at ShrinkThink. If you haven't discovered the Traveling Therapist Podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love for you to join us as we explore the ins and outs of running a therapy practice while you travel the world. Be sure to check us out at travelingtherapist.com slash podcast for all the updates and lessons I'm learning as a traveling therapist and the adventures of other traveling therapists. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We are, as always, thrilled, riveted, excited to be here with you because we love our jobs. We love being here together. Honestly, we're like bros. We love hanging out. We love talking about this stuff. We love sharing this stuff with you. We're we're just overall excited about this topic and about what we're doing. So thanks for joining us. As always, we love that you guys listen. We love all of your feedback, all the things that you guys share with us, you know, how what you guys learn about our show and uh, the things that you enjoy listening to the, the topics that we cover. So keep that stuff coming. As always, you know, please send us a message through our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast. If there's a topic or an issue that you would like us to speak to, or if you just want to send us an email and be like, you guys are amazing. Um, or if you want to send us uh, gift cards also. Oh, yeah. Gift cards. Uh, electronic gift cards so that we can, you know, buy some gear and <laughs> wear it on the show or something. Or just buy some swag. Or if you just want to buy some swag, head on over to our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash slash swag to go to our swag shop because, you know, you are the biggest problem in your own life. So you might as well get a shirt that says it. <laughs> or tells other people that they are. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, we've got a, a great topic. I think um, it's one, honestly, that it's a really good topic. It's an important topic, but it's also one that I have found is very difficult to talk about because whenever I have a client or somebody in my life that we we get to this part of themselves or ourselves it's true it's like you're you're stepping on something that's very very true and it it is like the key that will unlock so many things so many problems or so many stuck points in your life but it's also the key that nobody wants to see that they are holding and that is the victim mindset it's this idea that we are helpless we're powerless there's nothing we can do we are a victim 
even if we've been in circumstances and relationships or uh, situations in our life where we legitimately have been victimized by something, we can experience that and then go into a victim mindset and say, well, I'm helpless, I'm powerless, there's nothing I can do. And thus we stay stuck. And so we kind of want to talk about what does a victim mindset look like, not to shame anybody, not to make you feel bad about yourself, not to criticize, but we want to help you to see some of the landscape of this issue in hopes that maybe it'll resonate with you. Maybe if you're listening to some of this, you'll say, oh, wait a minute, maybe I do have some of that. And that will help you identify what you need to do in order to get unstuck from this place that you're at. Yeah, it's not the same. The thing of it is we talk about our topics uh, we go out to dinner and talk about topics and Aaron had broke this one. Down. We don't always break them down as much like break it down. Okay. But sometimes I do when just... I'm like in a musical mood. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll just like Papa, like, hey, what about this? And we'll do that with this one. He had put some thought into it and then had it broke down. And when I looked at it, I was like, man, this is not actually that obvious. Um, it's kind of counterintuitive. Like people you may have somebody might say to you, like, don't be a victim or whatever. I think you have an idea in your mind when somebody says that to you, you can go like, oh, okay, if you really were being a victim, you're like, yeah, okay, that just happened. But this one's a little bit different. So in the sense of um, when you think about mindset, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think you're going to identify with this a little more than you would like to, I guess is my point. Yeah, exactly. So I've got five points that um, I have developed or, or five observations, maybe of uh, aspects of a victim mindset that can be present. And, and I think probably there, and by victim mindset, it's like, you know, it's a degree sort of a thing. It's like, you might have a little bit of this, you might have a lot of it. You might have a little bit of some of it and a lot of some other things or none of one and a, a bunch of the other ones. So I've got five points that I want to lay out here uh, in this episode that we'll talk through. And again, hopefully you'll be able to see yourself in it and we'll maybe talk through how do you get out of a victim mindset um, in the end, it's it's very simple, actually, in a lot of ways, but it can also be very challenging to do. So the very first thing, number one, is a victim mindset typically sees yourself as good and other people or the other person or the situation, the circumstance you're in as bad. So you're essentially like the good guy and everyone else or the other person is the villain in your story. So basically... Um, there's, you're okay. You're doing the right thing and they're doing the wrong thing so that you have to deal with. So they can't be doing the right thing. Right. And there's another aspect of that is like, not only are you good, but you're innocent. You're looking at yourself as, you know, I'm just trying to do this, or this is what I am doing. This is who I am. It's kind of like I, my hands are in my pockets. I'm just walking down the street, like old Mickey mouse cartoon, <laughs> you know, whatever. Just whistling while I'm, you know, going to the candy store and then boom, like something happens to me and like out of nowhere, you do this thing. And I'm like, how could you do that to me? I just was walking down the street about to buy some candy. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're just out of nowhere. You just did this to me. And so there's this inherent you're bad for whatever it is that you did. And I'm just completely good and innocent. Does it, um, how would you relate intention to that? Cause like what I'm, th- what I'm wondering about in there is to what extent is it that I'm innocent because I have good intentions. Like you can't, um, wh- when the person's telling somebody, Hey, you did X, Y, Z wrong to me. And then you're maintaining that, you know, you're good and they're not, 
it's this type of idea in my mind and that you are not intending to do that. So therefore you're good. Yeah, exactly. I would say this kind of leads into number two. So we'll, we'll talk okay. about one and two together. One is I see myself as oh, good. Yeah, 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 I see that. And then you as bad. But then along with that, or like this other element that I, I have found that um, people with a victim mindset will hold or, or a, a way that they uphold this belief is that they're looking at themselves and their own intentions. And remember, intentions are what we're trying to do, what we're thinking about in our head, the ideals that we're holding in our minds, that's not necessarily connected with the words and actions that execute those things. So in essence, if I'm the victim mindset, right, I've got this idea in my head like, oh, I'm going to do this good thing. I've got these good intentions and I might be carrying it out in a certain way. And I'll push a pause on that part of it, right? Because we're not looking at what I'm saying and doing because I'm a victim mindset. So I'm not looking at that. And instead, I'm looking at the words and actions that you're doing and how they're affecting me. Those are bad. Your words and actions are hurting me. And so therefore, they're negative. They're bad. Maybe there's a little bit of character assassination going in there. Like <laughs> you I know, yeah, there's a little bit of that <laughs> happening, you know? <laughs> But it's like the personal attack of like, you know, you're bad or you're doing this thing because you don't care. And because also I'm looking at my good intentions and your bad actions. The reverse of that means that I'm not looking at my actions and I'm not looking at your intentions. I'm not assuming that, you know, you probably didn't mean to do that. I'm not considering you know, you might actually have had a good intention for what you were doing and it just came out wrong or um, you were doing something else and you were not even thinking about how this might impact me, um, which that's not uh, that's not maliciousness. That's just negligence. That's just ignorance. Right. So so then what's happening is you're whistling down the road. Something bad happens, so like a bad behavior, in your opinion, happens to you. You don't like it. It hurts you. It bothers you. And so what you do is then ascribe motive to the other person. This is why they did that. That's like, right. You just put a story together. Because exactly, exactly. Because you can't see any other way of making sense of this to yourself. So the only conclusion is like, well, you must hate me. You must not care. You must be, you know, whatever the thing is. There's not this space, this room for the other person to have had some other story, some other reason that's outside of what you could imagine. Yeah. So the assumption ultimately is really the problem in the first place. We've talked before in a different episode about fear is always going to launch a story type. Of, and I didn't say that we didn't talk about it that way, but it's that idea of, I think when we get hurt, we don't want to be hurt. No. <laughs> right. If you do, please call somebody. There's a different kind of a problem. <laughs> right. Then it's like inside of that, you want to try to get it over with. Right. In the world of therapy, the power of connection and understanding is undeniable. That's where the Peer Network steps in, offering a bridge of support that complements your clinical experience. Imagine a service where certified peer support specialists through telehealth extend your reach, offering clients continuous, compassionate care. This is what the Peer Network provides. Our peer support specialists are not just trained, they are experienced. They've walked the path of recovery and resilience. They speak the language of empathy and understanding, essential in mental health and addiction recovery journeys. As a clinician, your goal is to see your clients thrive. 
The peer network enhances this journey, offering a layer of support that's accessible, reliable, and deeply human. Join us in this mission of comprehensive care. Incorporate the peer network into your practice today and witness the transformative power of peer support in mental health. Visit thepeernetwork.com. Together, let's create a world where everyone feels supported, understood, and connected. So the easiest way to get it over with is fix the problem. Well, what's the problem? Well, the other person's an ass. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> right. You heard me. Don't do that. How right. about that? What? Right. Well, I didn't mean to. Yes, you did. These are the 18 reasons why, which I think is where the trap is. So a couple things to note. If this resonates with you, then you might see one. Um, you might be uh, creating a story in your head about what's happening that is actually not congruent with actual reality. You've made a story or another way of saying that is if this resonates with you, then something you might be doing is making assumptions about the other person and their motives. That's one part of this, right? I'm assuming that you did this for these bad reasons, or I'm assuming filling in the blanks with why you did something based on my hurt, right? My hurt is the one that's writing the story. Like my hurt is filling in the gaps of what happened and telling a story from that hurt place, which is usually never going to be a good thing. It's not going to be objective. One of the things that people that are struggling with forgiveness, so somebody that wants to be forgiven, the thing that they're complaining about or worried about is that the other person is never going to take their intention into place. Like, because they're not, I mean, most of the time there is literally not a connection where the person was trying to harm someone. Yeah. Literally you're not sitting there going, mm, I think I'm going to come at you today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Lord. Like, nobody um, yeah. does that, right? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm, thank God. <laughs> Except for the three percenters is what I call them. Yeah, that's right. The personality disorder folks out there that are probably not listening. <laughs> <laughs> you turn, the, turn that off this uh, podcast years ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, so yeah, there's this assumption that's being made, right? So you need to leave space for the other person to fill in the the actual story of what really happened. And and by the way, if there was an injury, um we've said this before on different episodes, just kind of connecting with what you said, Nathan, that if there was an injury, if you're the person that did the hurting, you don't want to say, "Well, I had good intentions," right? Because then that's like negating the action that you did. And the impact it has on the other person. Speaking of which, that's kind of the other problem that's happening. If you fall into this category, if you have a victim mindset, is that you're not looking at your own actions. I I like to think about it like chronologically. If there's an A and then a B and then a C, right? A happens, causes B to happen, and then C is the result. Well, if I am walking down the street, I'm not seeing how I might be doing something A right? My words and my actions. I'm just looking at my intentions, right? Um, If I'm not seeing my words and my actions and how they might be impacting you, I might be missing that you didn't just come out of nowhere. I might be missing that actually you just freshly paved the concrete sidewalk and I'm traipsing through it, making shoe marks in the concrete, right? <laughs> Which is why you deserve to get punched in the <laughs> right, face. Right. Just you push me and you're like, get off. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you pushing me? You know, so innocently it's like, well, I was actually walking through your fresh concrete and that upset you. Right. But instead, all I'm doing is, is seeing you getting upset 
I'm not seeing what I did to maybe impact you and cause that to happen. So part of this, in order to kind of get out of this piece of it, is you might actually have to rewind the story and start looking at what did I do? Did I do something that might have prompted you to react to me in that way? Again, this goes, this is why you need to go to our swag shop and buy the shirt. Because you are the biggest problem in your own life, right? Did I do something? Was there something that I did that caused you to react to me in that way? And the chances are probably true. You probably may have said or done something that impacted them first. And we call that humility, my friend. Right. Being humble. The other side of the victim coin is kind of believing that you are inherently bad. So it's kind of the other side of the, the coin. So there's two there's two sides of that. So everything's because either way with the victim mindset, everything's happening to you and you're making it like be a re that there's a reason and effectively everything is about you. Well, because so it's like if you don't take the innocent approach, you're the bad guy. And of course it happened to you because you're just a pile of crap, you know, and that's the one I think that I was referring to in the very beginning as I'm talking out loud here that is probably more obvious where people would say like, why do you believe such, such these nasty things about yourself? You know, that kind of thing. And that's why I appreciate this because it's really the opposite and it's still the same. Exactly. And I'm glad you mentioned that because ultimately, yeah, you are viewing something about yourself and you are making it all about you. And I realize that you might not be trying to do that, but you actually are. And that's a bonus point right there. Number six, like if we had to make five points for this episode, that's a bonus one. Number six that you just threw in. Um, so let's keep going because um, we've got three left here um, and you can kind of see how they all sort of connect together. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is a victim mindset sees only from its own perspective and it cannot see the other person's perspective. And we, we kind of talked a little bit about that, but go ahead and say more. Yeah, but um, not just that it's seeing, you know, my intentions and your actions, but it's also uh, it's a victim mindset has a, a hard time leaving its own perspective and considering the idea that you might have been coming from a completely different place. And so therefore the hurt that you did or caused might have just been an accident. Oftentimes people with a victim mindset have been hurt before or have been hurt a lot. And one of the hardest things to do with hurt is to not have anyone to blame. It's to not say, ha, it's this thing or you did it or this was the reason. Sometimes it was just an accident. It just happens. And that's really hard to accept about the world and about somebody else that they didn't mean to do it. It just happened because now I can't take all of that hurt and that pain and channel it toward the other person and put it on them. I have to kind of absorb it myself as the, you know, the person who experienced the hurt and say, well, you didn't mean to. You had these reasons. I still felt it. You're you're sorry about it. And I need to absorb it and forgive and just get over it. And when you say that, I think our listeners and new listeners will think like, we already know that, like meaning um, the idea that sometimes bad things just happen. We all believe that, but we don't actually apply it like when it's happening like right there, we don't, we just, it's like, well, it does. It's like that. It doesn't happen to me syndrome. Like, you know, your feelings don't like it. Your feelings don't want that answer, right? It's not good enough. When you get hurt in that scenario, what we're kind of asking you to do is, is to take a moment and try to believe that, well, maybe, maybe this is one of those situations because you're not going to automatically allow for it. Mm-hmm. It usually takes a while to get there. What occurs to me too, is as we're um, getting to this space, I'm thinking, you know, the reality is people are going to come up against some defensiveness that they have real quick because 
there's stuff that you're not realizing that you're doing about yourself about yourself yeah so this is going to come up mainly in your closer relationships to where you're probably not going to see it um it'll be easier for you to do with people that you don't know as well or that you don't see as often um and that might be where you need to start making sure that you try you try this stuff which is similar in a way to some stuff we talked about in a previous episode of being responsible to someone and not for them it's always harder in your close relationships. Anyway, that's right. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay. Two more here. These are really key as well. I mean, these are all key, but number four is a victim mindset cannot hold both experiences as valid and real two parts of the same puzzle. One way of saying that of thinking about this is in a relationship, you've got like two puzzle pieces. It's like the world's simplest puzzle, right? Just two pieces. You just have to fit them together. I've got one and you've got one. Another way of saying that is there are two pieces of information that in order to solve it, you need both parts of that puzzle. I need my experience or my perspective, and I also need the other person's perspective and experiences. And when you put those two together, you have a whole picture. You can now see 360 degrees, right? I'm not just seeing from my perspective. I'm also seeing from your perspective. And that's how we resolve conflict and resolve issues in a relationship. So a victim mindset only sees its own perspective. So it's lacking the other half of the puzzle. It's lacking half of the information about what happened because it happened to the other person. And inside of that, now it could be just as simple as you said. What I mean by that is like black and white. The other side of that could be that they'll go ahead and like, okay, tell me what you wanted to tell me what you think. And then the other person says that stuff, but all that's happening. So it says their perspective. But in the victim mindset, the person is denying all of it. Like they're just sitting there going, mm-hmm, nope, nope, nope. Sure. Nope, yeah. Yep. That was your experience. Yep. But mine is more important. You know, <laughs> right. Mine is the one real one. There's there's no um, attempt to compromise or to actually hear the other person's side. The belief is if I hear the other person's side, then I deserved all of that. And it's OK that I got hurt, which is not none of that's true. But but you have to open yourself up. Essentially, you're opening yourself up to the pain you don't want to have. So that leads us to number five. The victim mindset sees things as right, wrong rather than both. And right, wrong is exactly what you described. One person's experience was right and the other person's experience was wrong. But the both and perspective is, okay. I had my perspective and I knew what I was thinking and feeling and doing. And you had a different one. And both are equally true. One is not more important than the other. One is not better than, less than, worse than, you know, more important, less important than the other. They're equal. They fit and stand alongside each other. And that's difficult because they might seem like they're in contradiction. One person felt hurt. The other person had zero intention and motive uh, or even awareness that they were hurting the other person. And yet the first person still felt hurt. Those two things are sitting in tension alongside each other and they have to coexist. And where you get the the healing and the forward movement is after you're honoring both sides, because the natural question that will show up when both parties feel like they're understood, which we've done some stuff on validation before, would be, well, what do we do now? How are we going to move forward in a relationship? What's the compromise that's going to happen? What I'll usually say to people is that once you get the full perspective, you see both sides. It's like the solution kind of falls out of the sky. It just falls into your lap. It's kind of easy to see. But one more thing really quickly, just based off of what you said, when you get both perspectives and you can see both sides of things and allow them to sit alongside each other, 
something happens in you where you no longer see yourself the same way, but you see yourself in a different light through the other person's eyes and you see the other person through their eyes, right? That changes you and it has to change you. If you're going to come out of this and try to resolve things well, you have to change your perspective from your own to a completely different perspective. That doesn't mean you lose your perspective. It just means you take yours and you evolve it. You mature it. You add on to it. So it becomes more mature and more complex. So in closing up, the victim mindset sees self as good and others as bad. It focuses on good intentions, not actions, and your bad actions and not intentions. So the other person's sees only from its own perspective and cannot see others perspective cannot hold both experiences as valid and real. So basically we're talking about that, the two sides of the coin and the two puzzle pieces and views things as right and wrong rather than both. And all right, folks have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 